balance in life, right? Because you want to get one life too. You just want to be so detailed, act like a robot. No, no, live, but just moderation, right? You got to find what works for you. But when you aren't happy and satisfied with your current situation, you have to make changes. And you got to be intentional, proactive, develop a plan, and stick to it. Hello there. How are you all doing? Welcome to the What Bitcoin Did podcast, which is brought to you by Gemini, the only place I am using for buying Bitcoin. I'm your host, Peter McCormack. And before we get into the interview today, I have a quick message from my show sponsors. This show is brought to you by Compass Mining and Compass aren't just a sponsor. I am a customer of theirs and I am mining Bitcoin with them. Do you know I've been mining for over three months with them now? I mined about 0.4 Bitcoin, which is pretty cool. I'm going to try and do updates on this every month. But with the price of where Bitcoin is, I'm approaching having, I think, about a third of my mining equipment paid off. I love that I'm mining again because Compass has made it accessible to anyone as a Bitcoiner to get out there and start mining and contribute to the decentralized growth of the hash rate. It was so easy to get onboarded and anyone can do it. You just pick your machines, choose your hosting facility and Compass does everything else for you. Now, if you want to find out more, if you want to start mining, please head over to compassmining.io, which is C-O-M-P-A-S-S-M-I-N-I-N-G dot I-O. Next up today, we have Gemini who I am now using exclusively for buying and selling Bitcoin. And do you know what? We're coming up to a year and I've still not sold a single sat through Gemini. I am only buying Bitcoin. I am a hodler. That's all I'm doing. Now, I have been using the Gemini app for buying the dips, but I've also set up my DCA with twice monthly buys of Bitcoin. And I'm yet to see a better or easier interface for buying Bitcoin. With a streamlined training view, you have access to all the tools you need to understand Bitcoin and start investing all through one clear, attractive interface. And Gemini are running a special offer for listeners of what Bitcoin did. All you need to do is head over to Gemini.com forward slash WBD and new customers will get $20 in Bitcoin when they trade $100 or more on Gemini. Now, if you want to find out more, please do head over to Gemini.com forward slash WBD. That is G-E-M-I-N-I dot com forward slash WBD. Next up, we have my new sponsor to the show, which is Level, a company finally delivering on the promise of a Bitcoin bank. Yes, a bank on your phone where you can deposit, spend and hold Bitcoin. And you can also do this alongside a traditional dollar checking account. You can deposit your payroll into your account as a US user, and you can even spend your Bitcoin from your account via your MasterCard debit card. I have been testing it out. I've been playing with the app and it is everything I've ever wanted from personal banking and there's so many more updates coming. They've got some big updates coming in February, so keep an eye out for that. Now, if you do want to find out more, if you want to go and check it out, please head over to Level, which is LVL.co, or search for Level, which is LVL, in the Google or Apple app stores. Also, we have Sportsbet.io, the very best place for online gaming because they're badasses and they accept Bitcoin. Now, we are well into the football season, and you know what? Things are going all right. It's been a pretty good season so far for Liverpool. Tottenham struggling as ever. We always like it that way. Now, if you are interested in football, if you do want to make a bet, and if you want to use your Bitcoin, then sportsbet.io is the place to go. But they don't just cover football. They also cover tennis, motorsports, US sports. They even cover esports. And for new customers, they always have a range of promotions available. So if you want to find out more, please head over to sportsbet.io forward slash promotions, which is S-P-O-R-T-S-B-E-T dot I-O forward slash promotions. He reached out to me about a week ago and he's like, yeah, I have this guy. I, I don't think it's Peter, but he's like hitting me up. He's like, what's your, what's your Web3 wallet? 
what crypto accounts do you use? And it's a hacker, like oh, you know, yeah, portraying yeah. himself as you, yeah, on Instagram. Oh, fuck, man. And I get them relentless. Yeah. I probably get 20 messages a week from friends going, is this you? And I'm yeah. like, it's never me. Right. I'm never going to message you on Instagram. But yeah, they're, they're getting people. It's fucking get bullshit. Yeah, it's crazy. I need to ask you something. All right. This interview is about you, but I'm going to be really selfish right now. Let's do it. I've just had a defeat. Okay. Just went you know, after three wins, went down, went down to the ye old, ye old King's Head in uh, Santa Monica, watched Bedford, mm -hmm. and we lost 4 1. Yeah. I feel fucking terrible. Terrible. Ne I've never felt this bad with Liverpool, and I supported them for 37 years. I feel terrible. What was that like for you? How much, like, was it a job and like sometimes you win or you lose, or when you lose, or like, was it awful? Oh, no, it was, it was terrible, right? It's, uh, because you put so much into that one performance, right? For all of athletics, you know, the NBA, you have more games, MLB, you have a ton, but football, you got 16, now 17 games. So, you know, every game counts. So walking away with defeat, it's part of it, right? Someone's going to lose, mm -hmm. you know, and you, you have to have a short-term memory and learn from it, but then quickly just, okay, now it's just how do I get my body and mind back to recovering and getting ready for the next week and preparing for that next team, right? You can't let it, you know, lead to a capitulation of other losses. But yeah, it sucks, right? It's just you can feel it just viscerally, just the feeling of defeat. Man. Does it um, does it make a difference if the whole team plays bad and you're like, well, we we sucked, or does it just not matter? Yeah, it's different. I mean, if if the whole team doesn't play well, then you obviously something was off, right? Whether it be preparation the vibe, uh, just everything that goes into performing well. And yeah, you kind of just feel like dog shit, right? You're just sitting in the locker room after and emotions are hot, people are mad, especially if it's a win that you needed, right? To like maybe go on, like the, end, the season ends if you don't win this game, the season's over, playoffs, it sucks. It sucks, but um, you can only learn from it, right? You know, you just gotta, it's probably hitting you like this because of ownership, right? It's your team yeah. now. It's something new. You're not just a fan. So it's, you know, how are you going to cope with it? It's, it hit me hard during the game. Mm. You know, when we went 4-1 down in the first half, I was like, fuck, this game's over. We're not going to bring this back. And we didn't. And I was like, I've got to go and interview Colkin. I, I don't even get up for this. Like, I, And I'm fine. I've come back and I've had a drink. <laughs> and I'm okay. But like... All I can think about is the next game now. It's yeah. Like, what, can, what can I do to help them? Uh, and I wanted to ask you about that because I know for you it's kind of different in that you're you're a player and I'm not. I can't I can't do anything on the pitch. Mm. But you can keep the arousal up, right? Like you can go in the locker room after and speak to the guys and and lift up their spirits and encourage them and know, hey, you know, I got your guys back. This sucks for you guys, as it does for me. Um, you know, it's an opportunity to also kind of bring that cohesiveness and make you guys even stronger as a bond, right? Like that's how you have to look at it. How much for, for it was you, was it winning was important for your career versus winning was important because you wanted the team to win? I've always just embraced team, okay. the team, right? Everything is for the team. I've always been um, an unselfish player that would yeah there's times that i was doing a role that you know i didn't want to do that i didn't want to be the backup fullback and go in there a couple of days a couple of hits and and 
you know, those hurt, right? Like when you're playing fullback, you're going full speed into a Mike linebacker. But I knew that that added value to the team. And that was a way for me to also show my versatility. But I've always just believed in, you know, the teams that I've been on that we've had a lot of success. When I look back at Mizzou, when we went and won the SEC East twice, back-to-back years, finished top five. The years, uh, the last year Antonio Gates played, Philip Rivers 2018, I think it was. And we just went on a, a, on a, a string of wins. It was contagious, the vibe, the energy, the leadership. It was about the team. We didn't have players that were, you know, selfish, right? Like, we really didn't that year. And then when you have those guys that it's all about them and you see off the field issues and are tweeting and they're saying things in interviews that kind of disrupt that pathway that you guys are all doing as a team, it's hard to, to really be successful and perform well collectively every single week against a team that's also doing the same thing, right? And it's at the highest level. So I, I yeah, I've always been team first. So momentum counts for a lot. Oh yeah. And For anything in life, right? Like you, you got to have momentum. Yeah. Um, you got to stack those wins, the small ones, and build it up for just how you go about life. Um, but as a team, yeah. Um, and it can go the opposite way too, right? You start going. That year, we actually went 0-4. We went 0-4, and Rivers pulled us up together on an off day, and we just got together and just kind of drew the line in the sand. And I think we won seven and seven straight wins completely different dynamic right momentum 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 it's a beautiful trick all right man well listen we uh we hung out in vegas <laughs> went to a boxing match shot some guns but it's a great time <clears throat> great time but incredible we, we said we we're gonna make a show yeah and then here we are and uh your life is changing yeah it's changing so you're, a good uh, way. you're not gonna play football anymore yeah yeah, it's, uh, it's been quite the, I can't believe that when I looked up um, the last time I was on this show with you, the first time we ever spoke, it was nine months ago. Was it that long ago? Nine months. Jesus. That's what Danny said, yeah. So much has happened since then, personally, for just self-development and growth and opportunity to just learn, right? Learn and take a step back to pause and reflect and be intentional with what I want to do with my life. Why am I doing what I'm doing? But yeah, it was hard. I think just, you know, it, the writing was starting to kind of, the writing was on the wall just on where the trajectory of my career was going as a player following my Achilles injury in 2019. And I just feel that based off my passion and interest elsewhere, what do I want the next two thirds of my life to look like? What was the upside in playing what was the risk associated to playing the sport? It's, it's modern day gladiator sport, right? I've had every injury you can imagine for the most part, except for my brain, my cognitive health. I want to cherish that, right? And so it just had to make sense. And then when I started to lose um, just that, that passion, I guess, it just made sense. I can no longer just avoid reality. It's like my body's been telling me to hang it up ever since I've been trying to come back off that Achilles injury. And How many seasons did you get in the NFL? I did four. Four, four. okay. Yep. Um, and you, from what age were you a talented footballer? Is it something that happens at like six or eight or 12? Uh, I played fifth grade. I was a left tackle. What age is that? I was 11. But, but so it, 11. But I've been playing flag, right, and everything. Um, 
but it was fifth grade when I started to play tackle football. But I mean, for me, it's just sports in general, right? It's like, yeah. it's all I've known. Football, actually, I didn't decide to play collegiate football. I was going for basketball. It wasn't until my senior year. So okay. I always had offers. My first offer, it was in eighth grade for basketball. I went to a, um, a football camp where my brother went at Liberty University and I show up and I'm there for football camp and I left with a basketball offer. <laughs> Hold up. Uh, completely were, unplanned. Were you were you big as a basketball player? No, no. Were you no. skinny? Skinny. Yeah. I was six four. Junior year, I was probably six four one ninety five. Jesus, I'm like five two, <laughs> three hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I showed up uh, at Missouri my freshman year. I think at two fifteen, and then a year later, I was two thirty five, and then forty forty five. I got as high as two sixty professionally. Um, so yeah, I'm also looking forward to not maintaining that weight. And my body does not want to be that heavy. Well, well hold on. So you have to eat to maintain that weight. Yeah, like I would. This is bullshit. I had to eat. Going into the combine um, training, I didn't even make it to the combine. Wasn't invited. That was another chip on my shoulder. Um, I had my nutritionist. I had to eat 6,000 calories a day. About what I have. Yeah. <laughs> well, I drink about 6,000 to not lose weight. And then if I wanted Jesus. to gain, like, yeah, because my metabolic, my, what do they call it? Metabolic rate. Metabolic, it was like 3,700. And then I would train and probably do two, two to 3,000. Um, yeah, it was crazy. It's just not fair. <laughs> it's even slowed big. down since then. Yeah, it slowed down though. Ever since uh, when I had surgery, it, it was hard. My body kind of changed. And now I notice, okay, if I don't train that hard and I keep the, the typical caloric intake, you know, I'm not, you know, starting to gain a little weight. <laughs> So we, we talked about proof of work a lot because proof of work is obviously a very important Bitcoin topic, but we talked about it in terms of life, in terms of your sports career that you had to put the work in. You know, if you wanted to make it in the NFL, oh, yeah. you had to constantly put the work in every level. You've explained to me uh, part of the training and you explained to me in terms of learning in the plays, like there's so much to, so to much. this. Um, and then there becomes a point in your life where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, gonna make it and you expect to i know rich we got rich here and uh rich said the average career is like three years but you're i'm assuming your assumption is i'm gonna get what six to ten years yeah right i mean uh that's always the goal i think the average actually is two and a half or 2.7 if you get three you get vested so sometimes they cut you yeah, yeah i mean who knows right is it is it is it that length mainly due to injuries or just there's just like this churn of players because there's new ones. The churn rate's high, dude. There's a new batch coming out every year. There's only 53 spots on that active roster, right? So like you're competing against the world um, and injuries. It's, it's your peak physically, for me at least, from my, my experience, was when I stepped in as a rookie. And then, you know, when that season ends, your body's just brutally broken down right you got to rest recover and then you train and you kind of get back up but you weren't quite what you were going as a rookie right and then every off season it's a little bit less and then if you throw in a season ending injury and you have surgery and you got to recover now you can't train like you want to so it's just harder right you can't it's, it can be done but it's it's just very very hard um so i think it's a combination of performance and skill right and just kind of and, and injuries, getting older, it's part of the game. So, I mean, you look at Tom Brady, it's a different position, mm -hmm. right? But 
look at you know the pliability, the TB12 method, what he does to protect his body. What's the TB12? Method? It's a, it's kind of like his brand and business that he started outside um, of football. I don't know, maybe give or take a decade, maybe you know at least it's been a little bit. But this talks about his approach to keeping his body healthy to sustain those hits and play. You know, how many years did he do? 18, 19, 20? I don't know. I thought he was going to go to 50. I'm actually really disappointed that he retired officially. Was it today, actually? It's today, yeah. Today, yeah. So. Yeah. I, th- I thought he was going to do another season, but what do I know? I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know shit about this. But, uh, I mean, anyone to be playing you know, outside of golf, to be playing a professional sport at that level at 44 years old. Yeah. That's impressive. Incredible. I wanted him to go to 50. It's uh, similar in uh, in football that we in our football that we have uh, goalkeepers. Mm. It's similar to like the quarterback. They they can play in the Premier League up to forty because there's a different type of fitness they need. Mm. Uh, it's probably more up here like a mental fitness than a, a physical. They have to be physically fit, but they're not running up and down the pitch. I mean, that's dude. If you zoom out, it's the same for any sport, right? It's like all right, look at the tight end spot. That's what I played. Pretty much everyone's 6'5", 255, give or take, right? Everyone's going to run probably a sub 4740. Everyone can catch. Most people can block pretty well. And what separates, what got you there first off, right, from all the other Titans that are playing at the collegiate level? There's so many. Like what separates you from the pack to get you to have an opportunity just to be in the 90-man roster? What separates you in a month's time learning a new playbook, new system, you're getting graded every single play. You're film every, fl- every play you're filming. And, and how do you make that cut to 53? It's a mindset. You know, it's, it's definitely the proof of work mindset that you cultivate from when you were a kid, right? It's like, I mean, this is my brand, this is my story. I could talk about this all day on just what got me from high school or just from high school to college, how did I get there? The sacrifices that I had to do. No, no weekends, you know, for the most part. I was traveling. I mean, I was doing, uh, I was on Adidas team for Florida. The month of July is like the, the on window where scouts can come. I slept in my bed. And when everyone's in summer, hanging out, going to the beaches in Florida, I slept in my bed three nights that month. I traveled for camps, tournaments. It's a grind, man. You had to do sacrifice. Same thing when you go to the college level. You know, you got to balance a social life, football, and those demands. Are there players that are good enough that they can, like, get away with it? I mean, there's genetic freaks, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But at some point, you know, evolution, you know, catches up. Like, it's, it's you know, you can only, you know, the guys that would be 5 6% body fat and walking into the workout, you know, scarfing down McDonald's five minutes before, you know, at some point you see them in 10 years when they're playing, talking about how they eat like a super clean diet, right? Because you just, I mean, it's a, uh, they've got like a car, right? You're not going to just put shitty gas in the Porsche, right? Or you got to get the it, body right. Do you think there are any games as complicated as American football? Because, uh, you know, we were at the, uh, Rams 49ers game the other day and you were explaining bits to me and spent time with you before and you've talked about the plays to me you there's, there's just it, it's just there's an insane amount to the sport uh you were talking about the spotters up in 
the stands, looking mm. to see who oh, the yeah, guys yeah, are bringing yeah. on, yeah. And bring the other people on. You had the offensive coordinate. Like there is, it's so much to it. You said a game of chess, but like this is genuine, like 6D chess. Yeah, it's a huge production, right? There's so many people. You go to the, to the facility, it's a corporation, right? And the amount of work on the back end from the scouts, the analytics, um, the prep, the scouting from other teams, making it, implementing it into your game plan, changing it just for three or four days leading up to that next opponent. And then, you know, the first kickoff, then it's a live, live action, right? Bullets are flying. That's why I said it's a chess match where it's the coordinator versus the next coordinator, right? It's game theory. You're, you're, this, it's all probabilities um, to call the play that, you know, enhances your success. Um, that one play and just stack them 50, 60 times a game. And we also talked about how you can have two or three plays. Yeah. I can right? think of the ones the, in the yeah, game. Right, we talked about it. It's like, listen, if they lose by seven or less, that one play cost it. And you see that happen with the 49ers that day. Well, there are the, the play, four plays that stood out to me. There was the very early um, uh, Rams on the attack. I don't know if you say it the same. And uh, there was the interception within the end zone. And there was a turnover. And that changed the game. Mm-hmm. There was the Rams guy who should have caught the touchdown. Again, would have changed the game. But there was two on the 49ers. Uh, the interception missed when they were like yep. 10 up. Um, but also what really stood out was that play where nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, you could yeah. see it. That felt, like, that felt like the stadium and the atmosphere built in the stadium is designed in a way to put off the opposition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, think about soccer stadiums too. Like they have it built architecturally wise like just to trap in the sound right it's um it's a huge advantage to be at home it's it's you the other team has to do you know silent um silent snap you can't do your typical cadence because you can't hear you know imagine like it was so loud for us in the crowd right like i could barely even think you're screaming in my ear and i can't really even hear what you're saying and imagine being on the field trying to hear the snap count if you're a little late the defender is watching the ball that'll blow you off the water. So you have to like see in your peripherals, like where the ball is and, and, and your, your brain's just rattling because of the noise, right? It's exciting, man. That's what it's about though, right? It brings out the best in you because it's, it's a huge adrenaline rush. Man, I miss that. Like but, it is. But it's a football. We talk about Bitcoin rabbit hole. There is a football rabbit hole, an American football rabbit hole. Oh yeah. Like I knew the basics. Danny, Danny was there like his first game and I knew, I knew what he knew. And I knew a bit more, but but even in that game, you know, I learned a lot more. I learned from Rich when Rich was talking about mm-hmm. the way the plays would happen when they've essentially got like one route left, uh, the way the defensive people would give ground up, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think there, like I said earlier, I don't think there's a sport as complicated as American football. Yeah, it's, I'm trying to think of other sports where, I mean, baseball, you know, it's a, you know, like sequential plays, you know, or with football, soccer, it's like you're constantly going and you're kind of just, you know, this hockey, it's kind of keeps, with football, it's like, you, it's that one play, you have six seconds, right? And it's like the IQ needed, time management, um, where are you on the field, down in distance, what's the score? You know, it's just, it's, there's so much that goes into it. And then as a player, you got to know the playbook 
and be able to read defenses. Like in high school, you're just like, all right, I'm gonna run a post, sweet. <laughs> College is a, a huge thing too. It's a huge jump, huge leap, but usually the plays can be pretty much um, conveyed just from hand signals. You know, like this would be a play. We have all we all know what to do. We line on and do it. And the NFL, the play count, like the, it, the it's it's the, so long, right? And then you know, and then when you play with a guy like Philip Rivers, and he'll have a check to almost every play. So he was walking up. You think you're doing a play? He doesn't like the look. He'll check out of it because he's played that long. He just understands defenses that long. And then from there, as a player, you're reading. You think you have a pretty good idea. You're just playing probabilities. You see this front from watching that player, how much pressure is on his hands, right? Literally looking at the knuckles, like how much you can see, like what he's going to do. Is he going to be vertical and bull rush or is he going to be more lateral? Is it a read gap or not? And from the routes perspective, when you're running routes, like half the time the coverage changes as a snap. So as the play goes on, you have to react and adjust and change what you were thinking pre-snap and then be on the same page with the quarterback right, to make it happen. But from the outsider perspective, you just see down the hike, throw the ball, a nice catch. Oh, you should have caught it. Why do you drop it? But it's like there's so much there, right? It's, it's, um, it's fun though, right? So what's, what's the difference then for the best player? Is it, is, it, is it most people are physically the same? Is it more of a case you have the, like a, a football intelligence to read the game? The IQ has to be there for sure. Um, again, there's so many players physically that are probably more or less like how much better really are they, right? Mm -hmm. It's about the fit, you know, the chemistry. Do they gel off that team? Are they good people? You know, that stuff definitely, you know, can be felt by the vets and GMs and scouts and um, coaches. And then, yeah, how smart are you to understand and learn a playbook? You know, it, you don't have many mess ups, right? So you show up, you're, I was undrafted, right? You show up, there's 90 guys. You know, if you're undrafted, you got a couple mess ups, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and that might be it. If you're a first round pick, you know, you can mess up left and right. You're going to be there. Guaranteed money, you're going to be there. They'll, they're going to give you every opportunity to understand the system and be at your best. It might take a couple of guys, you know, a couple of years. But you mess up one or two times, nah, out, let's get another guy. Shit. And that will happen throughout the season, too. You see people get released on the waiver wire every week. Yeah. yeah but, you know, but, there's but, other guys ready to come on in, right? <laughs> but you can get cut and end up at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I told you about that. You my told friend. me yeah, about yeah. that, yeah. He got cut or, or something. I don't know if his contract expired. Somehow, he literally went from playing with the Raiders all year to Cincinnati, and he posted a picture, and he's like, Super Bowl, Super Bowl bound. That's fucking What's unbelievable. Up? It's awesome. Yeah. It's crazy. I kind of want them to win now for that guy. No doubt. I want him to get his ring. Same. So let's go, let's go back. Um, sorry, Bitcoiners. We're not talking about Bitcoin. At the moment. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to be pissed at us. But, uh, so there must have been a moment where you're like, okay, I got to retire. You like, you had to go through that moment. Yeah. It, it, and it was hard, right? It's, it's like I knew what was needed. It, it, it made sense rationally. I knew it's what I wanted, but still I was not really prepped or just ready for what was lying ahead, you know, for that next journey. It's like, I think you really have to mourn it, right? Back to what I said earlier. It's like, man, I've played this, I've played athletics for so long, right? It's like, yeah, you can say my identity is not in the sport, 
but it kind of is, yeah, right? You know what I mean? Like every sense of social engagement and gratification, it's usually like we like Sean because Sean did X fill in the blank on the field, on the court. So then, you know, gosh, I had like identity crisis, kind of like, who am I? Am I Sean the football player? Oh, I just made all that huge noise with Bitcoin. Happened fast. It was a roller coaster. I was like, man, this is awesome. I'm doing what I need to be doing. And then boom, rug got pulled. And do they only like me because I play football on the Bitcoin or not, right? Like this is going through my head. So then from there, my mental health declined. You know, I, I dealt with depression. Um, I uh, just struggled with um, plans, I guess, and, I, and, and how I coped with it. You know, I'm kind of, oh, all right, well, I just got to figure it and learn and consume as much information and build up what's next for me. But I still needed, like I said, mourn that. You know, they, they have a statement. Um, what were you, were you mourning the fact that uh, you're retiring early and you've got to find something new to do and find a new identity? Or was like was a large part of it, it's like fuck I didn't get to finish this I didn't get to fulfill what I set out to do. I had a mourn. Um, Sean, the athlete. Yeah, he had to die. Right. It's like they say that every athlete has to die twice. Whether that is after high school, college, you go a long period of time. This is why I was so adamant about Bitcoin. Right. You spend so much time prepping and preparing for this one sport. And it fortunately becomes a path to free education in college. It then fortunately became a career for me. You know, that's where I was like, you know, where are you storing your money, right? You know, I'm not gonna have that inflated away. Like, that's why I chose Bitcoin. But when that's gone, right? It's like, I have to dot, like that, that's, not, that's no longer, right? And like, I had, you know, I couldn't, I, did, I watched, the only games I watched, I think this year, for the most part, we were probably sitting at the game together, right? The two right. times we went, yeah. yeah. And I had this realization, I actually, um, I remember texting Bryant, he's here now, um, about a couple of weeks ago, where I'm watching this guy that was a, probably a similar player, tight end-wise, right? Like a role that I would have you know, been doing before my injury, what the path looked like for me. And I see him playing so well. And I was like, yep, that was, that was a great period of time for me, right? That was something that I loved and enjoyed and, and cherished in the relationships and opportunities that have happened from this sport. And I just had gratitude and appreciation for what it was. And then also excitement to see that guy play well. It wasn't like I wasn't being a hater where I think up to then I'd be like, man, that should have been me, man. What was me? What's going on? And that's when I really, really owned, like, it was liberating. Like, I, I, I've chills this thing about it now, like where it's like, you know, I couldn't imagine actually being a player right now, like with what I, with what my plans are going forward and how I want to make my my impact in this world. That seems like another world to me, like a past life, right? So you, it took a while to get there. So you mourned it. You're done. Yeah. 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 It's um, it was hard, but yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. Dude. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, because I've been, uh, you know, I've known you for these nine months and. We've got to spend some time together and hang out. And I know you've wrestled with it. You didn't know if you were coming back, when you were coming back. And obviously I know now, um, but you seem in a good place, which is good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've just, I've learned so much about me and this self-realization and, and like what I want. And it's like, everything's just gravitated towards wellness because in the last, 
you know, period of that time, right? Where it's like, am I retiring? Am I not? Am I playing? Am I not? Um, I realized in hindsight, actually, just recently, where it's like, I was doing a fiat lifestyle. You were doing the <laughs> yeah, fiat this lifestyle? This is for your Bitcoiners. This is for Let's your Bitcoiners, it. We can right? bring it in now. Yeah, so it's like- They stuck around. I think to, to have a life of wellness, there's a proof of work lifestyle that's needed. And I can go back to proof of work back. <laughs> <laughs> I've got proof of eating. Proof yeah, of eating. Yeah. <laughs> proof of ribs. Proof of dinner. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, think about what I was discussing. Like to, to go from high school yeah. to college, from college to pro, there is a proof of work that's needed to get there. That doesn't, there's no free lunch, right? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, at some point professionally, it became, it, it was a job. And I'm also with this with the boys. I couldn't believe this is my occupation. I'm just out here training. Being my best, I'm still a super hard worker, right? I have goals. I want to, to be the best. But it's, it's different when you're just doing it because this is what we do. We'll get fined if we don't come and run and do conditioning, right? It's like I wasn't at some point, I think I lost. I didn't wake up and actively choose a proof-of-work lifestyle, right? It's like running with a bunch of friends. And then when that little, head, that little, that little voice in your head says, hey, you know, I'm going to stop at two miles, not go three. And it's real easy to just be like, yeah, no, I'll get up tomorrow. It's like, that's a fiat lifestyle. When you're with your friends, you don't really choose to go on. But that, that, that empowering moment to be like, no, hell no, I'm going three miles because I said I was doing three miles. Shut up, dude. Like, right? You, you literally got to tell them, it's like, you know, David Goggins talks about it. It's the, the inner bitch, right? Like, yeah. tell them to F off, dude. That proof of work lifestyle yields wellness. And, and, I think it's just there's work required. There's deliberate habits that are needed. There's, there's habits that have to be formed, and you have to prioritize your physical well-being, your spiritual, emotional, social, and intellectual well-being, right? And, and that's what I realized just in this journey because when I got released, I wasn't doing it. I was living the fiat lifestyle, and my, like I said, my mental health deteriorated, and I got to such a bad place. And how did I get here? Man, don't hit snooze. Don't do it. Don't hit snooze, bro. Make your bed. Be outside for a walk when the sun rises. Work out every day. See the sunset. Meditate. Or have some type of practice or um, ritual that allows a, like a sense of, of uh, stillness and a, and a clear mind, right? And be spiritually grounded whatever that means to you individually. It's not rocket science. There's nothing novel there. But why is it so hard? Why do people not do it? Before we carry on with the interview, I do have a quick message from my show sponsors. And this show is brought to you by Casa, the safest way to store your Bitcoin. Now, forgotten passwords, SIM swaps, phishing attacks, there are just too many ways to have your Bitcoin lost or stolen. But with Casa, you never have to worry about your Bitcoin again. Because with a Casa multi-sig wallet, you get to take custody of your Bitcoin, but you only move Bitcoin by signing transactions from multiple wallets, ones which you get to distribute into different locations. And this is going to protect you from a range of mistakes errors and vulnerabilities. Now, if you want to find out more about this, I have been a customer for over a year. You can hit me up in my DMs or drop me an email. Happy to answer your questions. There is no better time to upgrade your Bitcoin security and get total peace of mind. You can find out more at keys.casa, which is K-E-Y-S dot C-A-S-A. 
Next up, we have my new sponsor to the show, which is BTB Group, who provide online business banking for companies in the Bitcoin industry. And yes, I am now a customer of BCB2. They heard about my difficulty with finding a bank, a reliable one that understands Bitcoin, and they reached out to me. So I've moved all my business banking across to BCB, and you know what? I could not be happier. It is so nice to finally be dealing with a bank which understands my business and understands Bitcoin and isn't putting hurdles in my way. BCB's clients include major exchanges, market makers, funds, and miners active in the UK and Europe, but they are now expanding globally. And they also have this amazing fiat network called Blink, which facilitates instant free payments between BCB clients for all supported currencies. Now listen, I know some of you have had some trouble with this. If you are looking for a banking provider who understands and supports Bitcoin companies rather than creating hurdles, then like me, you want to become a BCB customer. If you want to find out, then please head over to bcbgroup.com forward slash Peter, which is bcbgroup.com forward slash Peter. Next up, we've got Ledger the world's most popular hardware wallet. Now, a hardware wallet allows you as a Bitcoiner to take custody of your Bitcoin. And I have been a Ledger customer since early 2017. It's over four years now, and I'm still using that same Nano S I bought back then. Ledger makes it easy for you to safely manage your Bitcoin using their Ledger Live software, which interfaces with your device. And you can even connect your Nano S to your Android phone to manage your Bitcoin on the go. If you want to find out more, please head over to ledger.com, which is L-E-D-G-E-R.com. Next up is BlockFi. Now you can get up to $250 in Bitcoin when you join BlockFi. They've launched their BlockFi Rewards Visa Signature Card. And for people in the US who own or are interested in owning Bitcoin or stacking more sats, then the BlockFi Rewards Credit Card provides the easiest way for you to earn more Bitcoin because you get 1.5% back in Bitcoin on every purchase with no annual fee. It is the smartest way to stack sats with Bitcoin rewards and every purchase. But if you're interested in finding out more and you do want to take out that bonus, you want to get the $250 in Bitcoin, then please head over to BlockFi.com forward slash Peter, which is B-L-O-C-K-F-I.com forward slash Peter. Did Bitcoin give you that anchoring? Because I know from talking to a bunch of people in Bitcoin, whether it's interviews or just hang out with friends, there is that discovering Bitcoin and understanding money. But then there's that second layer of like discovering yourself mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, which becomes like aligned and anchored to Bitcoin in terms of time preference and proof of yeah. work, which I know half of my life I've anchored to it and I've done it. And like half of my life I've completely fucking failed. Mm-hmm. That. But did, was that an anchoring or was it a coincidence? I was so lost at one point that I don't even think I was thinking about it like that. It took me to get to a place of wellness and clarity to be like, holy shit, like, I see it. Like, it's like, it was short, that that dark period, right? So I've always, there was a reason why I resonated with Bitcoin. And I know it's, it's, it's made me evaluate friendships and relationships differently. And just what I wanna do with my time why am I doing what I'm doing, right? Like it's just, it kind of, I think that does that for every Bitcoiner that really grasps and understands it, right? It's, um, you can't, um, you can't fake truth. There's universal truths that will, that will arise. And I, I, I try to seek that every day. And I think that also goes in parallel with Bitcoin. But yeah, now looking back, you definitely see it, right? As, as like the Bitcoin lifestyle and how it's, 
needed just to cultivate that sense of wellness for sure. So what's going to happen now, dude? Dude, um, I'm, 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 I'm trying to just tell my story and be so transparent and, and authentic to only me, right? It's like I, I've discovered what has helped me and to get to being well. And I just want to stay true to that and hope that I can present a product and a, a, a platform that can help others have that and, and attainable to, to, to fit in that noisy, noisy lifestyle, right? It's like, especially in this information age, right? There's so much information being dispersed and really important information, right? There's a whole revolution going on. We're shifting to a digital, a digital economy. How are you supposed to, whether it be as an entrepreneur, eight to five, you have kids, how are you supposed to prioritize and do those things that make you well, which I think is working out, meditating, reading books, listening to these podcasts and, and doing all those things. Like for me, if I do that, it takes four hours, right? It takes me four hours. That's not optimal of my time. I think about my brother and he's got the eight, five, eight to five, beautiful family, wants to show up as a father to them. And it's so hard for him to incorporate that workout, that meditation that reading. So how can I create a product that can get him from zero to one and me four hours to one? And that's what I'm excited about. And I'm going to pay people in Bitcoin to do it. And that's all I'm going to tell you right all now. All right, we're going to... Well, <laughs> no, that's it, man. That's I, it. That's it. Oh, yeah, man. dude. I'm going to probe in a bit. Okay. <laughs> can I be a test case? Absolutely. Can I lose 20 pounds by you Bitcoin can... 2020? It's 10 weeks. How many pounds? 20. Mm. 15? 12? 12? You can do 12. Can I grow seven inches? That I cannot do. Fuck's sake. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the bullshit part. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle with my weight. I always have. Uh, the only time I've ever got in shape was when I didn't work and I was vegan and I was running every day. And now, like, uh, traveling running a football team, mm -hmm. making the podcast. I just can't. I haven't got my mindset or I haven't got the discipline in place to have the diet. And I can do it. Like, I do it some days, right? I'll be back in the UK. Monday, I'm great. Tuesday, I'm great. Thursday, I'm great. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I fucking smash. Mm -hmm. We well, lost the momentum. What I did we say in the beginning of this pod, right? About the team. Yeah. Momentum. I the life. That. You need that in your life. I see that tub yeah. of Pringles. <laughs> I have two. Don't do it. And then I crush the whole War of attrition. Pack. Ah, skip this one workout. You know, of the bag of Pringles. That's fine. I'm just going to do it. Don't do it. Flip it. Skip that one tub <laughs> hey, of Pringles. I, I, hey, I, I still do it too, right? Yeah, but look at you. <laughs> I crushed, I crushed uh, I don't know how many ice cream sandwiches a couple of days ago. Yeah, but you've, you've got a 6,000 calorie base rate. Mine's like 2,000. Well, yours is hard because you're back too, right? Because I, I think that, you know, I talk to people, I'm like, well, what's your regimen look like? What are you doing for physical activity? What are you doing calories wise? Like, what, like I mean, there's this proof of work, right? It's, it's, I think like, for me, I'm just experimenting now. I've never done this, like truly counting every calorie. And I got the Apple Watch now. It tells me how many calories I expend. What am I trying to do? What are my goals? I'm trying to lose weight? Make sure that I consume less than I burn. What, what for you though? Like, what's the secret to all this? The dis the discipline required. Um, like I said, don't hit snooze. If you hit snooze, 
then when it says, hey, later on when you're trying to create a podcast, right, you're trying to research your guests, you're trying to listen to these books, you make sure you're doing well, and then you want to speak to your kids, and it's like, oh, I got to work, ah, nah. Well, it started when you hit snooze. You looked at the bed, you didn't make it. You got to make your bed. Um, I think earlier better. Wake up earlier. Go to, go to bed earlier. Right? Oh, I don't have just that do problem. it. Just no, just do it. And then and then small, small wins, right? Okay. Small, small wins. So when you do wake up right away, when you do make your bed, when you do go for a walk, celebrate those. Go get a 20-minute workout. I'm not saying you need to go do a CrossFit and just snatch 300 pounds and just do all these burpees left and right and you walk know, up and down the beach. Yeah. Go walk up and down the beach and get some sunlight and ma- watch your world shift. It will 180. And then celebrate. 30 minutes and celebrate after. With a tub of Pringles. Ton, a ton of Pringles. <laughs> and ice cream sandwiches. All of it, right? <laughs> Not that. but I, or, or moderation. Splurge, but just don't lose yourself and just wake up and see it. Just empty box, right? Um, and just stack those ones every day. Consistency. And watch that. It's like almost becomes a routine. It becomes a habit. Like I said, the proof of work to make it a habit, part of your lifestyle. And, and then you can't even imagine going back to not doing that. And like I said, it can be just walking, power walk, keep your heart rate at a certain level and just go for 30 minutes. Is, is this a Bitcoin company that you're launching? Huh? Uh, I like to think so. I think it's, 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 it's why I'm so excited is because it's my story and it's literally the boxes that I know in my experiences. It is wellness and what's worked for me and overlapping with Bitcoin, man, dude, I'm, I'm, I, I don't even, like, you know, they say, make sure you have a job that doesn't feel like work. Like if you can, it's like, I, I don't even think I had a plan to get there. And now since I'm actually going to go through that, that phase of exploring entrepreneurship, I wake up at six and I go to bed at nine and I feel like there's not an hour where at least 60% of that is somehow, how can this apply to my business? Um, it doesn't seem like work. I couldn't be happier. So it's a fascinating journey because um, we first connected because you were the guy going to take right. his salary in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And then the rug ball happened. Yeah. You've been through this you know, difficult period. And those I know those dark times. Yeah, man. I've been it, through it myself. And you're coming it, out the other end. and it, It's like an awakening, right? It's like, and it can happen fast yeah. because like I said, just when you start to make those changes, start with like, I'm, I'm talking to a buddy and he's kind of going through a similar situation. I'm like, dude, set your timer on your phone, 30 minutes, go outside, peak sunrise or this peak middle of the day, go for a run or walk, run. And when you get tired, walk and just, just let that, like, let that be the next step for you when you're lost and you don't trust. Cause when you're, I mean, when you're in those dark times, right? Like you almost don't trust it's closing your eyes and listening to those intrusive thoughts, right? And like, you don't know the plan. You can't plan anymore. You can't think, okay, this is what I want to build for my life. I want to think about next week and next month and this year. And here's my five-year plan. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm going hour by hour, right? You know what I mean? Because you're survival mode. You're in survival mode and it's scary, but it's like, okay, at least, all right, I'm going to go outside and run. Start there. You know, I'm going to drink some more water than I did yesterday start there. I'm a, I'm, I don't know about this meditation thing, but I think I'm just going to, you know, close my eyes two or three minutes, take a pause from life, be present, right? How many people aren't present? <laughs> it's so hard to be present and it's only getting harder. I think there's an inverse correlation, right? Between technology advancement and health and wellness as a civilization. 
how like, all these notifications, all this stuff's going on. How do you just be here and in the now? You make a podcast, so you have to be. Right. I guess so. Yeah, you're you're really good at that, right? It's like if not, you kind of just I got lucky. Stick to the the script, right? It's like you actually have to be here now, be an active listener, not have a preloaded answer. Things that are again, this isn't nothing novel. Why is it so hard to do? I don't know. I think sometimes it's routine, right? You had a routine with your job that you had to turn up, mm-hmm. you had to work out, the team's working out, you're training together, then you lose that routine. It was programmed for me. Yeah. And then I was in the abyss and I wasn't doing it. And I, my wellness deteriorated. <laughs> At every level. Yeah, every level. Yeah. Every level. And, and it took... I mean, gosh, there's so much um, opportunity in those low spots, right? You know, like, I think every man needs to be tested. And, and, and I've had a journey, right, in playing professional sports. Man, I tore my Achilles bad. When I was looking to ha- I was peak. I was starting for a couple of weeks. You were about to score a touchdown. I, I know. I caught it on the two-yard <laughs> line, brother. On the fucking two-yard line. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm just sitting there just like. You got to tell that because you told me that the other night. Yeah. Because I uh, let's, let's just set this. We're watching the game, and I'm like, so did did you uh, did you? Uh, I think I asked you first. Does the tight end score a touchdown? Yeah. And then then like the next play, the tight end right. quarter play. Yeah. And I was like, did you get a touchdown? And then you told me this story. Didn't have a professional touchdown, dude. It was. It's like I remember we had a timeout, and I uh, player came in and called the play, and we're like, I think we're running that pop pass. I'm like, all right, down in distance where we're at. I'm like, okay, this is maybe a tug. No doubt in my mind. And. What, what line? What, what line were you? You're on probably for? on like the twelve yard line, maybe. Maybe. Oh, you're 15. like this is. Yeah. This is on. It's a play action pass. I knew, and it's not like I was. I was more of a blocking tight end, right? So I knew that the secondary, the safety is going to suck in. Show play action, show run. I was going to sell it. I'm blocking initially, and then I toss the defender and go out. And that's exactly what happened. And it was just a little high. It was a little windy too. Me and Phil talked about it, and just it was just a little awkward caught it and then as soon as I came down Toe Hill I felt like a baseball bat just like hit the back of my calf. <sighs> couldn't even, was, you couldn't even roll over the line. Yeah. Oh it's touchdown too. Or you know tag down. Yeah so I mean I've had difficulties in, in college. I've had you know surgeries, injuries throughout sporadically that were hard and that develops resiliency for sure. Um, man I had another Achilles injury. No one even knows because I didn't do it in a game but after I had this surgery three months later, I flew back and had a preemptive surgery on my other Achilles. So I, I didn't walk for five months and I was on the onset leading up to COVID. It was like January 2nd, 2020 was the surgery date for my second one. It was tough, right? Definitely developed grit from that. But there's something about being out of that ecosystem, right? Out of that world that I've been in my whole life, being with athletes. When you're alone and you're really challenged, like that's when I figured out who Sean is. What am I about? And for a while, I wasn't too happy. Well, I looked you, in the mirror, man. I didn't like what I saw. You're hanging out with degenerates like me and American Huddle. <laughs> yeah, right. Get some beers. But again, it's all moderation, right? You can drink. Like, I'm not saying like you had to cut it out. I mean, I know some nutritionists would say, you know, disagree. But I think, again, it's all about there's, there's balance in life, right? Because you want to get one life too. You just want to be so detailed, act like a robot and just, hey, but I'm fit and well. And it's like, no, no, live. But just moderation, right? You got to find what works for you. But when you aren't happy and satisfied with your current situation, you have to make changes. And you got to be intentional and proactive, develop a plan, and stick to it. It's 
really hard to do. Have you like separated yourself from that world and those players? No, no. I talked to the yeah. No, I would I would text with like I got really good friends that I've made. That's why I'm like when I said I have so much gratitude for the relationships and the, the opportunities. But you know it's hard because they're playing. You know yeah. what I mean? And they got an off day. I remember getting a lunch with Austin Eckler on uh, his bye week. That was cool. Um, Hunter Henry's a good friend of mine. Dan Fanny, Isaac Rochelle. Talk to those guys often, but. You know, it's like they got their own thing going on, right? I know that life. It's like you don't want to – that off day, you just I, – I post mates three meals. I do not leave the house other than to get my massage, go to my chiropractor, get some PT in, hot tub, cold tub, come back in, sit in my bed, Netflix. Like that's your one off day. You cherish that, man. I don't want to be texting, calling friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you got this whole group of new friends anyway in the Bitcoin world. Yeah, no. Man, are you kidding? I have so much appreciation um, for the people I've met and how they've been there for me. Dude, Rich Katz, right? Man. Rich Katz, man. <laughs> he's here now. Like, there's a reason for that because he's been such a great friend. Like, I am beyond just um, grateful for the friendship that was cultivated and that happened because of Bitcoin. It happened because we were at Miami, all right, at your event. That's when I met him. We just kind of maintained. He's like, hey, I'm in LA. Man, he's one of my closest friends. That would never happen. So it's like I got Bitcoin friends, and I get the list. It goes on. I, I, there's other people too, um, and and that's been really cool, really unique. How much of a uh, part of your life do you think that's going to be now and going? Talking about like Bitcoin? Yeah, like you, I think. Uh, do you think that's integral to this yeah, thing you're doing? I yeah, want to dig into I, it, man. Uh, hey, when we launch, you know, I'll oh, come back right, and we'll go right. through it. But like, think about it. It's like, yeah, it's a. Uh, I want to incentivize. Like you earn Bitcoin by living a life of wellness. To do the right things, you can earn Bitcoin. And so it's like a Bitcoin cashback. Yeah, except you're not getting fiat. You know, you're getting, and it's only gonna be a couple of dollars, Hold right? On, but it's so like you're like, like, you're like you know, mining Bitcoin by doing something. I know you don't want to talk about this, but that I'm just seeing the analogy. Oh, I see where. No, trust because, me. How I see it going, it's like it's a huge audacious goal. First off, which I'm just ready for that challenge. But it's but. like human mining of Bitcoin. Like I can get an ASIC and I can mine Bitcoin, mm -hmm. and that's proof of work. Mm -hmm. I'm expending energy and I'm getting Bitcoin, but I know you don't want to talk about it. So you just tell me <laughs> shut the fuck up. But I'm like, okay, so like if I. Put the work in, you're going to pay me Bitcoin. That's I'm expending energy to get Bitcoin. It's all about energy, right? So First I'm, off, yeah. I'm personally mining Bitcoin by doing some shit with my life. Mm -hmm. But I think Bitcoin's so important. So like the fact that I can overlap the two, and again, it's just my story. It's like that's where, man, this could be something that, you know, you get, I don't know, you know, a couple million in revenue after expenses. I walk away with just a stable living, a stable living to cover expenses. Sweet, it's my my passion, right? That's my. It's I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Maybe this scales to be something huge. Sweet, it's not about that. It's like I have an idea that this helped me. How can I deliver it in digestible ways to people that I hope and I also believe strongly to be a value for them? That 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 makes me feel like I have purpose and 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 bringing value to this world in a good way, right? It's good for Bitcoin. It's good for people's lives. That excites me. Not man, Sean Calkin. He, he played instead of four years. You got out five, six, seven. Like, who who knows? I couldn't even tell you who won the Super Bowl two years ago. I couldn't mm. tell you. I couldn't tell you who the game we went to yesterday was playing. Like the players and this, like you know, what I'm saying, like it's all small. 
you know, it's not, not lasting. This excites me. What, what's it been like for you in this kind of Bitcoin world as well? Like, how have you adapted to it? Because uh, it's fairly newish to you relatively. Oh, yeah. And it's probably very different from the world you were used to with football. Mm. Um, how have you adapted to it? How have you adapted to what there is to learn, the rabbit hole to go down? It's a huge rabbit hole. <laughs> like, how have you adapted to that? Um, how have you adapted to fluctuations in price and everything that comes along with it? Fluctuations are cool. Um, I said that back when I was still, you know, going after my announcement, I went on quite a few podcasts talking about it as it started to plummet the first time, right? It's, it's the volatility that I've had in, in football. Am I getting cut next week? They just brought in a workout. I'm getting paid week to week. I call my mom, 1 p.m., PST, 101. Hey, mom, the check's going to cash for the week. We'll, we'll hold on to next week and I'll call you then. I live, that life is so custom and normal and I, and I, it's fine. That, that's, it's opportunity. Um, it's competition in football. It's great. It brings out the best of me. If you have income coming through and you're decaying, like that's just, you're grateful for it then, right? It takes conviction to go down that rabbit hole, to build the confidence, to understand it, to, to, to get there, right? But that, that wasn't an issue. Um, it's hard to explain it to people that aren't Bitcoiners when it is volatile, right? You know, and then, you know, when I made that huge that, that announcement, man, I didn't think it was going to go that big. Dude. <laughs> My one tweet had like 6.8 million impressions. It was on all these things. And then when I got on here, then it just kept going. And it's like, all right. And then it started going down. So then everyone's like, oh, he's the idiot that put his seller in Bitcoin. The amount of tweets, right, that like call me like, dumbass, going to be broke. Plus all his NFL money. It's like, all right, well you know, economics and finance, that was initially going to be my, my life, right? I was ready before the NFL to go to Wall Street. Um, and then, like I said, this all in the first episode, right? But so explain it to other people. It can be hard. Uh, Twitter can be toxic. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Twitter can be toxic. Uh, I actually went off the grid because, yeah, I've been off the grid. I'm excited to get back out there. I'll be announcing, you know, soon. It's still toxic. Yeah, no. I, 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 I lurk, right? I'm still there. I still log in. I still see what's going on. I see the arguments. I see your name pops up quite a bit. I love it. I love uh, it. I think less so these days. I've, tried, <laughs> I've got it twice now. So I've, I've not only got the Bitcoiners fucking shouting at me, I've got opposition football people shouting at me and laughing oh, yeah. at me today. Yeah, yeah. It was brutal because we're losing 4-1 at halftime and this guy who plays or is a steward at the the club next door mm -hmm. hate us. He just put like laughing emojis. I was like, saying to Danny, I was like, what do I do? Do I tell him to fuck off? Do I block him? What do I do? Danny's like, as ever, he's like, just ignore him, Pete. Just ignore it. Mute. I've had to do that from... That, yeah. So the toxicity is more entertainment. It doesn't really impact me because... Uh, it's not real life. Well, I, I've at Missouri, man. Gosh, after the game, <laughs> you know, you don't play well and you lose. Like, you go on Twitter and people are just like, you terrible, you shouldn't belong here. You I can't suck. believe, get out of here, lose your scholarship. You know, you make a good play and the next week you win. Same people. We love you. Thank you so much for coming. Mizzou made. You know, it's not, that's not anything bad on, you know, Mizzou. That's, that's, this, that's the game, right, in college athletics especially um, and NFL. I yeah. still don't think that's – like I still don't think that's good for mental health. No, definitely not because we have a negative cognitive bias, right, as humans. Mm -hmm. Like we can get 1,000 replies and 800 be super positive. 
We don't even think twice about those. That 200. It could be that one. With the one. The one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking ratios. It could be a few. That's all. And it's just you ruminate, right? And you're sitting with it. And then before you know it, you're believing it. And then you're questioning it, right? It's like, hold on. Take a step back, right? About being present, right? Aware that I'm aware. I don't have to be these thoughts that are coming. I don't have to. These guys don't know my story. They don't know anything that's going on. Why am I going to put value on their input that is just BS? Let it come and go. Let it come and go, right? It's hard to do. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Although you, you can use it to drive yourself forward as well. It's well, like, yeah. okay, I'll prove you motherfuckers wrong. Oh, for sure. It's a sense of uh, success. It's, you know, the best, uh, what's the best? The best revenge is massive success, that yeah. quote, right? You can definitely use it to, to chip on your shoulder. Yeah, no, I've had that, not necessarily, you know, from tweets. I kind of tried to detach. During college, I always deleted the app, you know, the icon. Um, same with Pro Ball. Yeah, just finding what makes you tick, right? And to prove them wrong, that chip on your shoulder. It's like I had that going to Mizzou. I had that. I was undrafted. It's like that's a big part of it too. So you got to do that as an owner. You got to have to. You're going through new territories, right? Yeah. You, you got to learn and like, and, and. It's rough. <laughs> do you like it though? How, how much fun are you having though so far? It's uh, probably a lot on you. Uh, I, I feel just the blessed, most blessed lucky person in the world. I'm awesome. Getting to live the life I want to live. I get to hang out with my buddy, Sean Colgan, with this beautiful view and, and this, Unreal. Is, this is work. And then I get to work on a, football team from my local town and try and do something for the people of Bedford and but this uh this football team's gripped me like nothing has gripped me in my life it's I'm obsessing over it mm -hmm. I, I go to bed thinking about it I wake up thinking about it um it's uh it's it's, it's gonna be a really fascinating test of uh, myself as well mm -hmm. uh, my ability to deal with failure and uh, my ability to deal with more trolls. I've put my whole reputation on the line yeah, with this. Seriously. I've gone out bold yeah. and said, this is yeah, what man. we're going to do. And and then you go out some weeks, you get you lose, you get shit on this. Uh, but I wouldn't change it, man. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and the leadership role too. I mean, obviously your father, but like now you're, you know, guys are looking up to you to lead by example. Yeah, it's, it's a different leadership role mm. um, as well because uh, you can tell off your kids. Mm. Uh, I can't discipline these people. I right. have to keep them motivated. And, but I have to not overstep the mark mm. of what is the owner versus sure. there's a manager whose job For sure. is to yeah, do true. certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. uh, but I've essentially, I had a fairly safe podcast career. It's record 30 interviews, get some good people in. I'm fortunate enough to get to talk to the most amazing people and I just throw some questions out and they answer and people seem to like it. But now I'm like, whole reputation. Yeah. Here we go. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get a team in the football league and I've convinced people to sponsor it and I'm telling people to buy jerseys. And if I, if it fails, it all falls on me. Everyone's mm. going to look at me and go, you didn't fucking do it. And I don't know what that means, but I mean, Sean, you'll understand this. You've got to take some risks. Yeah, this, yeah. you got to take some fucking 100%, risks. Dude, yeah, anything worth pursuing in life you can't just half-ass it right and you got to take those calculator risks and it's something that you believe in right like you know and if it doesn't happen that way you learn from it it's okay like you knew that you did everything possible right and kind of detached from the outcome but when it comes to jump when it's time to jump you jump man i mean there's risk in me you know wanting to get paid right like i knew 
there was assumed risk in that and how I'd be perceived in the eyes and everything on me. And, um, and now going through entrepreneurship, like, you know, it'd, it'd be real easy to take, you know, the easy route and, and, and take a job, right. And have a salary. And, and, but w when you see something and believe in something so much, it, it, that, that's where you want to be, right? Like you want to be in a position to pursue those goals, to pursue those, those interests and things that you are so passionate about and, and able to do and then share with others. Like that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. And there's a huge amount of risk, right? Mm -hmm. And if it works, the people get paid out of it. You know, it's the, how capital allocation works, but if it fails, then it fails. So when do we find out the details? How long are we going to wait? It's happening fast. Like, okay. I mean, yeah, like the, the last, um, last few months, uh, it's it's really cool to see it scale and like and now I'm really embracing too like that that founder position where it's like wait what what, what I'm building something from the ground level zero what do I want that culture to be like what other people do I want to work with me um, what do we want to be about internally externally it's fun it's like all these different buckets it's like how to build a startup my idea just how to be a founder and leader and and be stoic and and. It's like I'm constantly learning. There's so much things to learn. And I just have this drive to just eat it all up, right? And just be my best self and just have fun. So. Are we talking weeks? Are we talking months? Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I mean, how I see it really, really playing out like long term to go there and like, you know, go out in tears, but years, right? Like this is going to be a project, a big, big project. What I'm trying to create is going to be take a lot. There's going to be a lot of proof of work needed. <laughs> But yeah, maybe, you know, months we'll definitely be able to, you know, have a, something that's more tangible and be able to discuss with you and it'd be fun. Get it out there. Let get it out know. there. Yeah. Well, listen, man, listen, I'm, just, I'm super proud of you. Uh, I'm, I'm also really like just happy to call you a friend. Uh, you've become someone I've got to know over these last few months. Uh, I know if I reach out to you and I'm like, I'm here, let's hang out. You can be like, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's and um and luckily, we've also got Rish Katz over there who has like an endless supply of sports tickets for us to uh, go to any event we want. We have had some fun, yes. We'll, Rish uh, has definitely hooked it up. We'll um, get him to a Bedford game. Oh, <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, we definitely have to plan that. We talked about that. I'm coming. Well, if we get in the playoffs, I'm going to get you in. Let's do it. Persuade Mr. Katz to come. But listen, I'm super proud of you doing this. I know it was a big thing. I know you, what you've been wrestling with. Um, I can't imagine what it's like to go through that. Um I envy you having lived that life where you get to go on a pitch and feel that, but I don't envy you going through the process of realizing there's something else, but you seem to have a grip of it. No, no, no. And it's not like I've just figured it out and life's great. It's like there's still, I got to stick to my plan, right? My routine uh -huh. and maintain, you know, it's not like I just, proof of work is continuous, you know? Yeah, I'm going to be up tomorrow morning, <laughs> tomorrow morning walking down that beach, maybe saying, am I going to get in that water? Hey, so I've been every morning in Rich's spot, um, wake up, there's water there, up to the chest, eight minutes, just sitting there, man. What, what is in the it? sea? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know there's sharks out there? Oh, yeah. They're fine. You could probably fucking fight them. You'd probably yeah, eat the shark. Well, maybe, but yeah, man, it's fun. So listen, if people want to keep an eye on this and they want to find out what you're doing when you announce it, where can they go? It, it might social, right? Um, Colkin22 on Twitter, Colk80. On Instagram, that's pretty much where I will be active. On um, I have not been right. I've been off the grid, gosh, months. Um, so I'm excited to kind of be a little bit more transparent with what's going on, life updates, and everything. And I'll be able to just share and be open about this whole process and journey and what I'm learning too, and just building something. It's like I'm. It's not like I uh, 
you know, this mastered building companies and this, no, I've never done this before. I've played football my whole life. Um, I've always had a learner mentality. My off seasons, I've always learned. I, I was working 30 hours a week while playing at Mizzou. Been working on my MBA the last couple off seasons at the Kelly School at Indiana. And uh, it's new waters for me. So Where did you wear 22? 22, that was my number growing up. Yeah, okay. basketball. Yeah, Culkin 22. So that's your, that's your basketball number. Yeah, and 80, 80 is your football jersey. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, man. Have you got it tatted anywhere? Got no tats. Let's take you and get you on. Let's do it. Let's right now. Let's right, go do it. <laughs> right now. Let's get a drunk one. Let's do it. We'll get you an 80. 80. Be awesome. Well, listen, man, go crush it. Uh, you know you need anything from me. You just reach out. I got you. And if I can help you with this new venture in any way, promote it, support you. If you can help me grow seven inches, <laughs> height, that would be awesome. Let's stick with 12 pounds. We're going to get that, right, by the conference. Um, and, man, I appreciate your friendship again, too. It's been really great to get to know each other the last couple of months and super grateful. So. Well, anytime, man. Well, listen, and... Uh, We've said his name a few times, but big shout out to Rich Katz over there. No doubt. Good mutual friend of both of ours. Yes, and, sir. Uh, cool, man. Well, good luck. Stay in touch. Let me know what happens. And uh, yeah, we'll get you back on the show and we'll talk about it. Let's do it. All right, bro. Thanks, Peter. All right. Thanks for listening to What Bitcoin Did. If you want to get in touch, the best thing you can do is head over to my Telegram channel or you can hit me up on my email, which is hello at whatbitcoindid.com.